If you are out there and you're hesitant to do this, just know that you're going to break down barriers. It's going to be a challenge because Danielle's going to ask you hard questions, but then you get around people that have also been doing the same work. So when you get there, it's almost like a celebration. Welcome to the 10 podcast by Train Like a Gymnast, a podcast for formerly competitive gymnasts, dancers, and cheerleaders to come together as a community to realize their potential. Together, we go farther. My name's Danielle Gray, and I'm the founder of Train Like a Gymnast, here to help you become the best version of yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally. On 10 I sit down with Olympians, Cirque du Soleil artists, former elites and collegiate athletes, stunt performers, and fitness professionals to show you that you're not alone. All right. Welcome, Emily. I'm so, so excited that you are able to be on the podcast because you've been involved with the T-Lag community for quite some time. You're on the T-Lag team. If people don't know who I'm talking to, this is Emily. She came on our Hawaii retreat. She's a T-Lag team member. She's also an ambassador and does a great job with just getting people excited about this movement and this concept. So Go ahead and give us a little background about your fitness, your gymnastics, all of your athletic history. Okay. Well, I'm Emily. I started doing sports and dance when I was really young. And dance and tumbling was like a really positive influence for me. And from there, I started theater. So I did dramas and I did musical dance and mostly jazz and did that all the way up until uh, went to college and through high school played lots of sports in school track hurdles all that stuff when i went to college i wanted to be a dance minor theater major so i studied there for two years at etsu east tennessee state and did not graduate <laughs> i'm a college dropout but that's okay because i along the way found out that i could use my entrepreneur skills in a way that i could do it myself without a degree which has worked for me thus far so now i'm a fitness model with slu in portland it's so crazy to say that out loud and i'm a wedding photographer with my husband so i'm busy pretty often <laughs> yeah I love that. So let's let's talk about that because I'm so grateful to have watched that whole transition and that journey since we first started talking before the retreat and everything. So yeah, a year ago would have put us in July 2019. So where mm -hmm. were you mentally and emotionally then? Oh man. Okay. So last year, this time, I was actually just on a couch for about six months because I had a back injury fractured my lower back. I was in a back brace, couldn't do anything. I couldn't work out. I was just terrified to do anything because I was getting diagnoses by different people in the health industry and I was just scared. So I got really weak and I actually found Danielle on Instagram as I was scrolling with my back brace on <laughs> and I found her on a Fabletics advertisement. And I think your caption was, you like brands that actually hire real gymnasts, like real dancers, people, you know, any model can go out there and just be like, namaste, you know, and pretend to be a yogi or something. But as athletes, you know, you can see technique is off in advertisements and you can see if someone's legit or not. And that is what kind of opened my horizons on the fact that there are sports industries out there that want to help models that are actually athletic to get jobs and kind of went down a little rabbit hole from there and ended up in Hawaii with Danielle. 
<laughs> and was one of her members and your coaching just helped me out get me out of a really dark place because I just felt like all of my skills and training and everything that I had been doing for so long I was 24 at the time I was like is this my life now am I gonna be in a back brace am I gonna not be able to use my body the way that I know that I can use it and all of that changed when the mental aspect came into play with Danielle's coaching and helped me realize that I can push through things and that you just have to be really patient with yourself. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that, that patience for you. So you were in the back brace, you mm-hmm. were kind of like, what is my future? I yeah. don't you were happy just doing wedding photography. No, I also was with a, I was with an agency too. That wasn't the best. It wasn't my favorite. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of body shaming and wanting me to just squeeze myself into this box that I was never going to fit into. You know, I got told that I was too muscular, that I looked manly, that I should just stop running altogether. Even though I've been running hurdles and track my entire life, you tell someone, don't be yourself, be a different version of yourself. And then maybe just maybe you might get jobs. No. So I was at a crossroads where like, I literally couldn't use my body, couldn't use my career. Basically that was stopped. And I was still shooting weddings and traveling with my husband. That was like 12 hour days with a 30 pound camera around my neck. So like, I don't know, I needed something different. And I just used that time that I was sitting on the couch just trying to heal. I was also trying to figure out where I wanted to be with my life. I felt like I was at a crossroads. It's like, do I continue to go down this path that I'm, it's just hitting a wall, nothing's happening. Or do I go down this other path and try to find something else that I feel like I can actually blossom and and grow in and actually be accepted for who I actually am. So do you feel like our coaching sessions help with that? Like, you, you know why you're different. You know that you, you weren't fitting into that. And for anybody listening, Emily is six feet tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a giraffe. <laughs> very, very tall, but she's also fit. And so a lot of times in modeling, when you're that tall, they're expecting fashion type models. And so mm-hmm. you were with an agency that was expecting that fashion type model when Mm -hmm. you know where your strengths are. And so if you ever feel like something is not aligned or or something is not right with what you're doing, if you're listening to this, then no, it's probably not. Listen to your intuition, listen to your gut. But Mm -hmm. do you feel like our coaching sessions help guide you to figure out how you could use those strengths to your advantage? Oh, yeah. So my biggest struggle with trying to overcome this was almost like letting go of a past version of myself, I would say. So being with theater and just being a performer forever, when I got into modeling, what really drew me in was runway. I always wanted to do runway and I was too tall to do commercial. And they told me I was too different looking to do little catalog things and stuff. So I just stuck with runway full force for like four years and got to walk in New York Fashion Week, and I made it, and then when I got told that it's never going to happen, you're not the way that we want you to look, I feel like I almost had to give up modeling because runway was what I wanted to do so much, and it gave me that same sort of performance feel, like you have an audience watching you, it's live, you're backstage, costume change, that to me was my way of having theater as a career, and then also modeling. 
And when I realized that I kind of had to give up on that dream to do runway, it kind of made me sad. And then when I found Danielle, she made me realize that, no, you can still use your experience and everything in modeling, but now you're joining in your, your love for sports and being an athlete. So now I get to do both in one career. And I think that's really cool that I didn't have to give up anything. I just had to get past that discomfort and me questioning myself and get past it to move on. And you really, really, really wanted to hold on to that. Oh, I know. <laughs> that net because you're like, oh, but I have an agency, even though it was not the right fit for you. You were afraid no. of being known because you knew what the comfortable place was. And so sometimes, mm -hmm. right, like you can't start the next chapter until you turn that page. Like you can't keep rereading the, the page that you're on in a book and ever expect to finish the book. So you have to let go, even if there's like a little gap. Please tell me, how <laughs> long was the gap between leaving your former agency and getting signed with SLU? Left the agency in February. This is like right before the T-Lag retreat because I wanted to go there. Fresh slate, no more worrying, no more stressing about what was you know, I had to cut ties. I had to be done. And then went to the retreat and then COVID happened mm -hmm. and came home from the retreat feeling like a whole new woman. Like I felt great. I was ready to tackle the world. I had these plans and then COVID happened. And, you know, it kind of reminded me a lot of this past year, sitting around on the couch and feeling sorry for myself and doing a little pity party. And then I had to remind myself, I'm not injured anymore. I don't have to sit on the couch. I have a home. I have resources. I can go outside. I can do things to still continue. I don't want to be stalled because I felt like I did that all last year. So from February to, I think, I think it was around the end of April was when I got signed. So yeah, February to April, all of that little time just being cooped up in my apartment gave me the opportunity to figure out what I wanted to do. And I felt like that was kind of a reflection of last year. I was just sitting there on the couch thinking about what, I, what can I do? What can I do to continue or move on or whatever? And that time alone gave me a chance to think about everything that you told me at the retreat. And I have my journal. So sometimes I would go back and reread it. The things that I wrote, and it would make me sad and then it would make me happy. You're fine. And Are you still working on it? No. Come on. I should. <laughs> I know I should. I kind of gave up though during COVID and I wish that I wouldn't have because now I kind of want to go back and reread the emotions that I had during COVID, but I was just a little too upset to write it down. So I used that emotion and I guess kind of anger almost. Like I felt so, I was so mad because I was on a roll. I felt like I was a snowball and someone just was like, bah, to the snowball, <laughs> you know, ruined it. But look at this, um, look at this. A little under two months yeah from leaving an agency you were with for how many years i was only with them for like six months because oh, okay. i knew immediately i was like mm -mm. ah got it uh, uh it was instant regret <laughs> okay okay but you had that feeling from the beginning so by you closing that chapter only mm -hmm. two months went by which probably seemed like a long time but in the world of people who are trying to get signed with slu or a big modeling agency two months of you being unsigned and you get with one of the top fitness modeling agencies. 
Mm-hmm. That's a big accomplishment. So what you said, you know, what we said and talked about in our coaching sessions helped you. Which session or what did we talk about either in the coaching sessions or at the retreat do you think helped you the most with your mindset? I think the most important coaching session that we had, you know, we talked about really personal things and I have things in my past that I'm still trying to heal from. But what can help me on a daily basis was finding those things that you told me I have to do. Like I need to go work out every day. Not because you're telling me I have to, but to me, that makes me feel more accomplished. It's one thing helping me in my career, in my body, in my goals. But I also feel like it's a mental check. Like I'm doing things today. I'm not just laying in bed. I'm doing something positive for myself. So I think having those sessions where you gave me tasks to do and made me actually follow through with it and not be lazy or self-sabotage myself, I actually would do them. Also, thing that helped a lot too is just your coaching as a fitness model also. You know, you understand me. So like you understand this industry that we work in, you know how hard it is. You know that it's not just fun and games and it's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes into it. And even before I knew that I wanted to move on with a different agency, I was still working on my portfolio because you gave me ideas to do. You told me how to accomplish it, do work on your resume, work on your website, get everything how you want it to be. Cause it's basically a job interview. You're being interviewed and you kind of, and I had to interview them also, you know, it's like, if I go into something I don't want to go into it blindly because I've done that too many times just because I was eager to feel like that's what I need to get to be successful. That's what I had to do. When you jump the gun, sometimes you regret it. And this time around was like, this is it. Not fooling around. I'm not going to wait anymore. It has to happen now. Yeah. And those are the pivotal practices you're talking about. It's funny Mm -hmm. because just before your call, I got off with one of our Lake Tahoe retreaters. And she had that session today about her pivotal practices and what she needs to do at State Peak Performance. So yeah. I love that that was one of your favorite things because whenever we're thinking about life, like when our life is going great, what are the things that we're doing? What are the things that are in place? And mm-hmm. when your world goes up in flames, usually one of those pivotal practices is missing. So the absence of one of these things sets your world on fire. And then when you realize, oh, that's what's missing. I didn't work out today. You no longer have to judge yourself or feel like, oh, I'm lazy. It's you just not doing that pivotal practice that keeps you at peak performance. So you no longer have to feel like a piece of crap. You no longer have to question (laughs) why something isn't working. You know why. And it's objective Mm -hmm. and emotion out of it. And then it's just, now I execute. Now I do this. If I want to get back on track, I know what I need to do. And so many athletes, that is what they need. They need that, tell me what to do and I'll execute type of thing. Structure. Structure, exactly. So sometimes some people need structure. Sometimes people need it free and loose in space. So you have to determine what your pivotal practices are. And that's my job to help guide you and figure out what those are for you. So now let's get to the fun part. So Hawaii happens. Mm -hmm. The coaching sessions leading up to Hawaii. What was your retreat experience like? It was so fun. I had so much fun, not only just getting to see Hawaii and also going on these little adventures here and there, but just being surrounded by people that wanted to better themselves, wanted to put their emotions out there and try to figure out these puzzle pieces. And like you said, the pivotal practices, try to heal for things, try to be nicer to yourself. Just the people being surrounded by you doesn't make your goals and your aspirations feel so stupid or silly. You know, you don't, you don't 
feel so alone when you have people that are around you that's like, I get it. I went through that too. I'm going through that now and I want to be here. And when you grow up somewhere like I grow, I'm in, I'm in Tennessee, I'm in the South. We are very close-minded people and that might be a broad assumption, but I've lived here my whole life and it's, it's hard to meet people who also want to evolve and not be, you know, not be stuck in tradition, want to move forward in life in all aspects. <laughs> Limiting beliefs that we went through as well. Remember that? I know. So <laughs> that helped me out too, to understand that there are people around here. You just, you can't judge the book by its cover. And I definitely was guilty by that because I feel like people have layers and when you want to fit in somewhere too, you, you might dress and look and act like people around you just so you feel comfort, just so you feel like you mean something to people. And I guess where that was confusing to me was that I didn't want to conform to have to feel that way. So when you go out to find people that are like you and you're surrounded by them for a week long in this beautiful place, it's like a dream come true. It's like, this is what I've been looking for. You know, you find lifetime friendships because all of those people that went to the trip, we still keep up with each other. We still support one another on social media. And when big lifetime things happen, we're always there to be like, yay, <laughs> you know? What was your biggest takeaway or memory, I guess, from the trip? Mm. I think the biggest memory for me was the beach on the last day. That was my favorite day we had. I know the adventures were awesome and the training that we had all throughout, but I think yoga that I did with you guys was awesome for me personally. But the beach night when we went there around sunset, we were just hanging out. We just were able to just be goofy and take photos and run past a drone and just be stupid. But the memory that stuck with me was when the sun was going down and you were like, just close your eyes and you want to just take in everything. I'm a big sense vibe person and I can just put myself back into that little spot. I think about how the air felt, how the temperature was, the sand in my toes. That to me is my happy place. And if I'm ever feeling stressed out or anxious or upset, I'll try to just go back to that time and think about all those senses that were around me and the love and support that I felt around those people. That was great. <laughs> I love that moment too. And I'm glad that Jake captured it on camera because mm -hmm. then you get to recall it over and over again. And for those of you who haven't watched it, if you watch our Hawaii retreat recap video, I believe it's at the end of the video, you will see all of us sitting around talking in a circle and we're basically doing our reflections from the trip. And that was a very, very, it was a very special night. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> what would you want others to know about Trinica Gymnast retreats? I think I want everyone to know that the discomfort that you feel going into something is almost like therapy. You might be a little guarded whenever you first start doing them because Danielle's going to ask you hard questions. She's going to challenge you. She's going to call you out. She's going to make sure that you do your job. She's going to make sure that you do everything that you're supposed to do so that you can just be the best version of yourself. And, you know, I'm, I was never hesitant because I, I wanted this. I wanted the change. I knew that I had to put it all out there on a platter to be able to fix it. If you are out there and you're a, 
um, you're hesitant to do this and you're a retreater that you're thinking about doing it, or if you are doing it currently, just know that you're going to break down barriers. It's going to be a challenge. You feel such a personal connection to Danielle because it's just you two for so long doing these calls and it's your daily life here in the comfort of your own home. But then you get to this amazing place. You already feel a little bit vulnerable and emotional because it's just so pretty. And then you get around people that have also been doing the same work the whole time leading up to this point. So when you get there, it's almost like a celebration. And because you feel a bit more vulnerable being in a beautiful place, you can actually let those barriers down, the guards down. You can let everything go. And then while you're there, you learn the steps to take after the retreat. That's when the real work comes in is after. When you come back home, it's back to normal life. You go back to your normal routine and you have to just think back on everything that you've learned in the coaching sessions and at the retreat so that you can continue that on. And it wasn't just amazing trip. It's your life that you're recreating. Exactly. So that's what I was going to say. What successes have you had since the retreat? So getting signed with SLU, anything mm-hmm. else, any other successes or wins? I had my first client with SLU. It was Fila. It was pretty cool. Still waiting for that to happen, but we took photos and that was pretty cool because my husband got to take the photos. During quarantine, a lot of companies were hiring models who had studios or were quarantined with another photographer. So I got to do some things still on my own at home. But yeah, as far as that goes, I'm just I'm, I'm ready to just continue on this transformation and continue to heal on my own and get through it. And I, I definitely feel like I have shed a skin and I'm like a new person. So <laughs> I'm happy. Amazing. Any new habits that you picked up? I go to yoga a lot more and I'm still wanting to do the yoga teacher training. That was one of my big goals that I wanted to for this year also. And then when COVID happened, obviously no more teaching was going on. And I really like and respect the teachers that I have at my yoga studio that I go to. So I wanted to do their training because they, have, they do it differently. I could have just easily jumped and, and went did some like online training course during quarantine. But I really wanted to go with people that I already knew and knew what I was going to get out of it. So once the world opens back up and goes back to normal, hopefully that's going to be something that I want to work towards too. Love that. I was going to say, what are you looking forward to end of this year in 2021? Hopefully that will happen. I'm not really sure Then everything is questionable right now in the world. So that would be wonderful. But no matter if it, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up for it if it doesn't happen this year. And that's another thing that I had to get over was stop pressuring yourself with time. You have so much time. You don't have to rush yourself. You can, you can be patient because everything happens at its own beautiful time. I got signed with an agency during a pandemic. <laughs> at that point in time, I could have said, oh, the world's not open. That's, that's not going to happen. I'll wait until it's over. When, when is it actually over? Because it's been two and a half months now, and if I would have self-sabotaged myself again, I would be here right now, three months later, still not doing what I wanted to do. But I took that risk and trusted myself and all the hard work that I did before a pandemic was even a question. I said, here you go, (laughs) and hope for the best. Exactly, exactly. So how about your health and fitness now? Because, okay, this was a train like a gymnast retreat, but We've talked so much about the mindset and professional development part of it. 
where does the gymnastics part fit in? What did you experience on the retreat? What do you feel like now? Has anything changed with your outlook and perspective towards calisthenics bodyweight movement? So I, especially because I'm with an agency that wants you to be who you are to present yourself in your best form, I I no longer feel like I can't lift weights. That for me was a big thing when I was being told, you're too muscular, lose weight, lose everything, just stop doing everything. And now I'm, I'm looking at myself in the mirror as this person who's like, okay, I'm like, I got muscle now. Like I, I, and it's accepted and I feel like I can be myself. So when I go to the gym, I, I want to use the same body weight movements that I learned in Hawaii and leading up to it. When I go to yoga, especially, I feel myself being a lot stronger. I just feel like a powerful woman. I don't want to feel weak anymore. And when you're being told to not work out and to not lift weights and to be strong, it affects your mental also. You know, you're not, you don't feel as mentally strong if you feel like you're trying to shrink yourself constantly. My training from the Train Like a Gymnast has helped me. For one, I'm, I'm working on my handstands right now. I started them in Hawaii in February and I've worked on them nonstop up until now. I'm, I'm working towards that goal, but flexibility, I feel like was my biggest outcome, I guess, the strength that I learned in Hawaii. Um, that's always been like my go-to, like I've always been flexible. That's just how I've been, but I wanted to push myself past the comfort of just doing things that I was good at and do things that I could challenge myself with. So when I get frustrated with handstands and not doing them the right way or not getting them properly, I just know that it's part of the journey. I can't beat myself up over it and just give up and then go back to doing stretching stuff because that's what I'm good at. I want to be better and try things that you give me the confidence to do. All right, last question here that we ask everybody who comes on the show is, what does it mean to you to train like a gymnast? I don't know. It's a big question. I think just feeling strong from head to toe. You know, you have to use your entire body to be a gymnast or to do acrobatics, yoga, whatever you're doing that is body weight movement. And it's made me have a respect and love for the sport again and something that I wish that I wouldn't have gave up on so quickly when I was younger. But gymnastics has carried me from you know, when I was a little girl starting dance and humbling up until now, and I'm 25 years old now, and I'm still doing the things that I learned and I'm relearning or learning from fresh. Now, I feel like you gave me the understanding to realize that you don't have to quit just because you get old and I'm not old. I'm not saying I'm old, but I think gymnastics and dance and people who are in the industry understand there's a shelf life to go pro, to do anything really professional but I don't think there has to be. I don't think you have to be like a top Olympic athlete just to do the sports and the things that you love to do. You don't have to put that pressure on yourself. If you want to go outside and do handstands, go outside and do handstands. Go flip on a beach and do crazy things because you only have this body once and you're young only once, but you can continue it on even if you're an older adult or if you're coming back or you know, you don't have to be in your prime all the time to do these kind of things. Yeah, agree a hundred percent. Absolutely. That is, you can always train like a gymnast. If you have a body, you can train like a gymnast because you need mm -hmm. your body. 
great. So I love that you said that. So if people have loved what you've talked about and they want to follow your journey and they want to see what campaigns you book and maybe they have questions about how you got signed or they want, they want to pick your brain in private about the retreat or anything like that, how can people follow you and get a hold of you? I mostly use Instagram as my professional side. So if you follow me, it's at Emily period Presnell period Lee. You might have to type that out because I have a weird last name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow me on there and I always respond to DMs and I, I like to post a lot about workouts on my stories and save them to my highlights and my whole train like a gymnast retreat is saved on my highlight story. So you can go and look at all of that from Maui and yeah, you can follow all of those people that we went on the trip too. So if you go on that highlight section, go follow Dominique, go follow Amber, Alex, all of those people that are there because they're all incredible too in their own ways. And they do so many different things that I think that you can not feel as alone if you start following these people. Yeah, love it. Ah, uh, thank you so much for sharing your experience. I actually learned something that I didn't know about, so that was that was fun to hear. Uh, really? Yeah, I don't. I'm like I in the beginning, I was like, oh wait, I didn't know that. Just kind of like about your background and stuff, and then the things that were, you know, the things that oh yeah, to you most was good to hear. The introduction part, I'm glad you asked me because I talked to Megan Lehner the other day about all of this. She's also a T-Lag member. She is a professional gymnast and acrobat. So she was putting on her Instagram story, just her background and everything. And from the start, from when she was a child up through college and, you know, she used to perform on a cruise ship, all of the stuff leading up to now and why she wants to coach. And I was so happy to see that. I was so happy to see that someone was able to talk about their strengths and their experience and not come off sounding like they're bragging about themselves. And I messaged her and I was like, you know, I wish that I had the confidence to talk about things that I've done in my life and in my career without making it sound like I'm, I'm bragging. And I think that's a huge thing though. Whenever you can go back and, and think about all the things that you've accomplished, it's a big timeline. And all of those things are like domino effects. You just, you grow from that and you do something else, and then you try something else, and it might open so many doors. And when you're trying to be a coach, or you're trying to be someone to look up to, you want to know what that person has been through, and has educated themselves with, so that you can trust that what they're telling you is, is real. Yeah, absolutely. And, she, and she's going to actually be teaching our new Stretch Like a Gymnast course. So she and Andrea are getting more involved with that. She's got a great story. She's a wonderful human. You guys haven't followed her. She does a lot of a lot of good, fun, interesting stretch stuff. She's a really good teacher, very motivating, very positive. Mm -hmm. I just love hearing that you guys in the T Like team are networking and connecting with each other because that's what it's all about. Like you feel like you're alone or nobody else trains this way. Everybody else goes to the gym, but like that's the reason we created this ambassador community because if you already are training like a gymnast, now find the community and the team that you belong with and in across the world of all the other people who do this. And that's why we want this to continue growing. So if you've not already applied and you're like, what is this team? Go look, trainlikeagymnast.com slash team. And then you can apply there and our, our team will look at it and we'll figure out if you're eligible to join the team. And then you can participate in all of our Zoom calls, our, our mentorship, our networking. You, can, you have ways to earn money through it. You get different perks. So it's just a really fun community to be a part of. And if you, especially during COVID, you are missing that community and sense of the team, this would be the great group to be a part of. 
with that, I want to thank you so much for listening and be sure to go follow Emily at emily.presnell.lee on Instagram and you can find out more things and keep up with what she's doing there. And until next time, train with purpose. Thank you. Want to win a free coaching session from me? If you've loved everything you've heard in this episode or love 10 in general, we want to hear from you and we may even feature you in a future episode. So all you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, screenshot that review, and then send it to team at trainlikeagymnist.com. That's team at trainlikeagymnist.com to be entered. If you win, we'll contact you to schedule your session.